Hey, this is Craig from the Craig Skits Podcast. You can find me on twitch.tv slash Craig Skits or youtube.com slash Craig Skits. And guess what? You have found we podcast and we know things. And you know what? That's good. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of We Podcast and We Know Things, episode 219, where we recap all of the week's nerdy news. My name is Greg Hall, and alongside of me is almost always the best damn voice in the business, Sam Matura. This thing on? Hello, Sam, can you hear me in the space void time continuum? We're here, baby. We are here on Zencaster, our new home. Thank you to the folks at Zencaster. Uh, we appreciate you. We're looking forward to using your platform and having you let us use your platform if that, uh, if so facto makes sense. Here's a little cheers of little Terramana tequila I got. Here's to you. Nice. And listen, it was a fun couple month run uh, over at Squawker. We appreciate everything Squawker and the team did for us. Um, that site is no more. So we have moved on to Zencaster. And, and quite frankly, what an easy user experience we've had so far i remember the first time we tried to set up the squawker show and it took what three hours i think well i know we had at least an hour and a half troubleshoot this time it was what two minutes if that's if that and i think part of that is we now know how to use platforms like this it was kind of um squawker taught us a lot but it, it's nice now the you know we can't see each other like we could have before at least you could see me um so you know it's almost like we're in the same room. It's almost kind like we're I mean, I, I, I can see the levels go up and down. <laughs> same. <laughs> and it has the recording and, and all that good stuff right in front of your face. It's a sweet thing. I like it a lot. But uh, anyway, we're also going to start something new with a new home for the pod. I'm going to start something new when I'm editing the pod. And now every episode in the description, you're going to get time codes. I'm going to give you time codes of where the movie section is, the TV, the gaming, the music. That way, if you have just a special interest in this particular story or a particular part of the show, you can just look at the episode description and go right to that. Do we want you to listen to the whole show? Absolutely. Of course. But we get it. What happens when the Snyder Cut comes out and you just want to hear our impressions? Let's just get you right to that time code. So we're going to do time codes moving forward. I appreciate everybody who actually asked for them. We had quite a few people ask for them. So. A lot of the reason I'm doing it is for y'all. We, we, we like to show up fashionably late. That's what we like to do here. <laughs> Four and a half years later, <laughs> we're going to do time. <laughs> this, is our, this is the 296th episode of content on our channel, um, on our channel feed. Not everybody was us. We had a pod network there for about a half a year, but majority of it is. And it's just we're about to hit 300 pieces of content available for people to listen to all for free. I take a lot of pride in that. Oh my God! Me, you, uh, we had what Ryan, MRC Tech. There was definitely a lot, you know, definitely a few people that went in here. I in a never in a million years would I have thought we have gotten this far. Yeah, but I'm we I'm honored for this to be on this journey. From the ESO podcast to the We Be Geeks podcast network to uh, to uh, Cast Cosmos, yeah, the bot. <laughs> <laughs> to Castbox hooking us up on their front page for two months. I mean, it was just an incredible journey, and we're not done yet, ladies and gentlemen. We got a big show for you today—a king size show for episode two nineteen. We have our picks of the week to start us out. We're going to go into our trivia from there. Is sixteen and a half for me, fifteen and a half for Sam, and our race to eleven win by two. We're going to start the show off after that with our top three. It is arguably the hardest top three I might have ever done because twenty twenty. Didn't give us everything. A lot of things got moved to 2021, so there's a lot more to pick from. 
we're going to do our top three most anticipated things coming out in 2021. I had to leave some crazy shit off the list. I'm looking forward to talking about that. We'll go into movies where we have some Wonder Woman coverage. We're going to talk a little bit more about Sony uh, in TV. I have spoiler free, fully, wholly spoiler free impressions of Cobra Kai season three. And that is also spoiler free for seasons one and two in case you didn't get to watch the show at all yet. If you haven't, what are you waiting for? Uh, in gaming, uh, we'll talk about bug snacks and the uh, Super Mario 35th anniversary game and watch. We'll talk about the Nintendo. I'm sorry, the uh, November NPD and Nintendo did something that they haven't done since 2007. All that before Sam takes over for his CGC spotlight of the week and we will get on out of here. So lots to talk about, but let's start where we customarily do with our picks of the week. I mentioned this last week. I feel like more people need to see it. Not enough people did see it because it was released basically as COVID took off, but my pick of the week is Onward. I easily, it's one of Pixar's most underrated films. It went under the radar because it came out March 6th, 2020. Right to Disney Plus. It it is on Disney Plus now. It's a shame because it lost money financially. You know, maybe it made sales and Blu-rays, I don't know, but I know it had a $200 million budget and I'm only seeing it pulled in 147. So I'm like, you know, Pixar, usually they're always making millions of dollars i just feel like not enough people have seen onward it stars tom holland chris pratt it follows two brothers who set on a quest to find an artifact that temporarily brings back their deceased father and it's a whole bunch you know it's not just about that it's about the journey with two brothers what's in front of them they have their mom who was played by uh julia louis dreyfus she was fantastic and i i just this i just did not expect this movie to hit me as hard as it did. And, you know, I, I don't have any brothers. I have two sisters and I have a nephew and stuff like that. So that's kind of how I related to it as much as I could there. But I, I truly just thought this is one of Pixar's best films. I think I saw a list of best Pixar's films. And this was like so close to the back nine of their list. And I, I just literally did not agree with, I, I forget whose list I saw, but I literally didn't agree with everything. Like the whole list was wrong. So do yourself a favor. If you have Disney Plus, it's only an hour and 40 minutes, if that, onward, must see. My pick of the week is something that you should be watching now, but if you don't, it's okay. You can go on YouTube or Twitch and check out the VODs, and that is AGDQ 2021. Uh, oh, yeah. We did not talk about it last week because we dedicated the entire episode to our uh, top three awards ceremony of the year, but... Normally, we'd do a full preview. I mean, we've gone through the schedule. We've gone through the games. But I would talk about the runs I'm looking forward to, this, that, the other. And I just had to hold back. And I'll tell you, this GDQ has been a lot of fun for it not being in person. And it's very weird to have an online marathon uh, where, you know, I think the audio can take hits for certain runs. Depends on the person's setup. And, you know, the couch can be a little awkward because it's a virtual couch and you're doing it over Discord. So a lot of things can just get lost in the sauce. And... you know, they're, they're doing a very good job. And not only that, the runs are amazing. There have already been multiple world records during people's runs in this single marathon. So, yeah, I was going to say, I think it was Pino who even snapped me. I think it was two back-to-back world records. In Sonic, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, was like they, they did an amazing job, the runners, the commentators. I mean, it's been a very good uh, uh, marathon so far, and it's not done yet. So we are releasing this episode a day early, Thursday, January 7th. Happy birthday to my lovely wife. 
Happy um, birthday, Ashley. This is your birthday present. I'm too cheap to give you anything that is costing you money. Yeah, right. Come on. Get, Who are you, you lying get, to? You get a podcast episode. But you have three days left. If you're listening to this episode, the day we release it, you have three days left to go watch some amazing speed runs. Two, uh, 24 hours, seven days straight, no breaks. I mean, there's some commercials and there's some you know uh, interviews and stuff, but very, very rare. It just goes run, 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 run. They don't take any time off. It's crazy. Um, Tuesday was baller, insane. The brand new Tony Hawk remaster got done in 20 minutes. Uh, both tours, the Tony Hawk one and two levels. So, uh, all the goals, all the golds in both tours. I mean, it's just a baller run. So, just a little bit of uh, you know, uh, of a of a review and preview of what you're going to get. I mean, it's just going to be a great next few days. Pokemon Platinum is on Thursday afternoon, four hours for an entire Pokemon game. That's not a Gen One game. I mean, listen, I'm not going to go through any more runs. I'm just. I'm just urging you, if you want to watch it, it supports charity, the Prevent Cancer Foundation. They raise millions of dollars every six months for this. It's a great cause. Go to our Facebook. The link to watch it is right there on our Facebook. You don't have to scroll very far. Or if you don't have a Facebook, it is twitch.tv slash games done quick. You can watch it anytime because it's 24 hours, like I said, until Saturday night. If you'd like to see what games are out there, like I believe as we're recording this, Devil May Cry 3 is getting run. I'm pretty sure that's what's happening. Oh, that's right. awesome. Um, uh, it's it's gamesdonequick.com slash schedule, and you can check out the games that, uh, that are going to be up for the next couple of days. I just watched Crash Bandicoot 1 from the Insane Trilogy, and it was a lot of fun. So, Any, any idea where they're at in donations? Uh, I haven't watched it in about three hours. Okay. Um, so I so I don't know. I can I'll do a quick check while we're doing other stuff, like while we're doing okay. trivia. No, because I'm just, uh, just curious. Because you know, figure everyone's home. You got to figure their numbers are up. Everyone's kind of watching this. Yeah, I, I would I would hope well, and like to think that the donations have been up. Well, to be fair, oh wow, this is um, Waifu is doing Devil May Cry three. He did a uh, Resident Evil or something like that last night. So or no, he did Left for Dead too. So he's two for two for awesome runs. They are at six hundred and four thousand dollars right now. Wow. That's impressive. Um, that's just in a couple days. Yeah, they'll definitely cross a million easy. So normally in prime time, they're at they're anywhere between 120 and 150 thousand viewers, plus a room full of thousands of people that luckily enough I was able to be at a couple years ago. Right now they're at 96,500 live viewers, so they're down a little bit, and I think a little bit is because it's a home marathon. It doesn't have that same feel of being in the hotel ballroom or whatever. But hopefully, if everybody stops being dicks, we can get back to that in six months or so for summer games done quick and, and have some fun. I'd love if the world can get back to normal. Shit. shit I, mean, I think we all would. I mean, six months is, is, is wishful thinking. I'm right there with you, but I, uh, nah. you know, just seems a little fast. I, I would agree. I think maybe next year's GDQ, AGDQ will be, uh, will be the time to celebrate. But anyway, that's it. AGDQ, my pick of the week, Sam, let's get into trivia. 16 and a half for me, 15 and a half for you, a race to 11, win by two. I'm going to give you the question first, give you a chance to tie me up here. All right, let me take a sip of my mana, and I'm ready. Zack Snyder has directed 10 films that have made it to theaters. Of those 10 films, what was his lowest grossing film as a director worldwide, not just domestic? I'm, I know his films... I don't know if this is right, but I'm just going to go with my gut. I, I could take, be, be smart. I want to tie it up. I'm going to go with Sucker Punch. That's correct. Mm. I was really hoping you'd go Legend of the Guardian, the Owls of Gahul. No, I, I thought that actually did made a little bit. 
it was his third lowest. So they okay. uh, Sucker Punch, then Dawn of the Dead, then Legend of the Guardian, and then Watchmen. Yeah, I would have never said Watchmen, but okay. I had to pick a fourth, and I wasn't going to pick any of the less obvious ones. No, I, I hear you. No, know, you, you did the right move because he he only what he only directed ten films that made it to theaters. He's directed some smaller things. Okay, I got gotcha. you, but but only ten theatricals. Yeah. All right, brother, your question's a little tough. Good luck. Per the CGC census, what is the highest graded copy of Detective Comics twenty seven, which is the first appearance of Batman in comics, which came out May nineteen thirty nine. Jesus Christ. <laughs> and, and 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 just to give you examples, like you're like 10 is the absolute highest you could do. Yeah, I know. And you know, know. 986 somewhere nine, four, it's somewhere nine, in the nine. it's it's somewhere in the nines. It, what what copy is it? Uh, 27? That's the it's first a, appearance of Batman. All right, Detective Comics 27. What's that? The 40s? 1939. Oh, that's an old comic. It's going to be tough to find one in great 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 condition because of how old it is. So I'm going to rule out like nine six and up i'm gonna rule that out so i'm gonna go somewhere in the high eights so like eight eight to nine to like nine point two nine point five maybe oh, so again so it's only like nine six nine four nine two nine oh, oh then right, it's eight yeah, then right. it's eight five eight oh seven that's five right. so if you say a wrong number i'll give you a, another shot to make sure at least the number you give me is valid Well, the nines are the only ones they can have evens everything else is on a 0.5 scale so well, that actually, well you can get a 1.8 you can get a 1.8 gotcha well i'm going to eliminate everything below an eight then because if it's 8.5 i would think that it is in the nines so now i have 9.1 to 9.5 or 9.0 to 9.5 um i think 9.5 is a little gracious no, well, so, it would be 9.2, 9.4, 9.6, 9.8. Right, 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 right. Yeah. Um, I'm really at a 9, 9.2, or 9.4. That's where I'm at. 9.4 sounds right. This is the classic overthinking. <laughs> it's going to be like 7.5. Yeah, you don't, you don't do it to yourself, my friend. I just let yeah. you go. All right. Um... I got a remote control in my hand. If you can hear me tapping it, I'm going to spin it. Okay. If I get the button side up that I'm rubbing now, that's a nine, two. If I get the bottom side, it's nine. Oh, okay. so that's my two is a nine, two, nine. Oh, okay. All right. I'm spinning it now. Button side up. I believe I said was nine, two, I think because it landed button side up. So I'm going to go nine, two. I don't know how the hell you guessed nine, two, but you are correct. There is only one. Nine two in the world. Do you have it, dude? If I had that, that's like that's more than my house. That's like a ten million dollar (laughs) book. Do I have it? So, but again, like I'm I'm shocked that you well, you didn't ask. You didn't didn't ask ask for answers. Whoa, that's huge. That's why I'm so shocked that of everything went for a nine two. Like to again nine like. If it it didn't me. even set in. My thought process was, was, was kind of right, though. It's an old-ass book, so I rule out a 10. I don't think you would have asked the question if it was a 10. No, dude, I, the CGC, like, almost never gives out a 10 unless it's, like, a cardstock cover. But for yeah. you, like, if you asked like, ask me this question, I probably would have went 8-0. Like, no joke. Right, Just because. On. I got to look this up now. What? How much, like, that sells for. Well, I could I could check the census right now. There's probably no last sale data for that. 
Detective Comics number 27, May 1939, value price. Oh, well, you're going to see all... A 2.0 2.0 is $175,000. Holy shit. What are we talking about here? A 9.4 is $3.5 million. So that's why when you said, like, do you have it? Like, that's what... Okay. (laughs) Okay. Here you go. If you had it, you wouldn't be living in Parkwood. Okay. So here you go. In 2013, the 9.2 sold for $567,000. Six hundred and twenty-five dollars. Jesus. And now it's that's it. That's a, to me. That's a minimum, minimum two million dollar book. Minimum. This site. I'm on QualityComics.com. This one says that if that's if that same nine two gets sold again, the price will most likely exceed three million dollars. There you go. I mean, that, like, like I'm just like literally so shocked. Like I'm, I'm really shocked that you got. Like I, I wanted to the- give you a tough one today. The most expensive copy ever sold is an 8.0 for $1.1 million in 2010. Oh, wait. For wait, a comic book. Wait, wait. I was going to say, wait, wait a second. I actually made a mistake. I hit Batman 1. I was looking at the entire wrong thing. Whoa, I'm looking whoa, whoa. at Detective Comics 27. No, no. Yeah, give me. I, I hit Batman 1. I was thinking the wrong thing here. Let me. Let, let, they might not even hold have on, hold this on. place. The highest graded copy of Detective, Detective Comics number 27 is a CGC near mint 9.2. Yeah. So it says it right here. No, no, I hear you. But like, I'm checking like sales data. Oh, so, oh, gotcha, gotcha. So there's a, they have a nine two, but it's restored. Oh, two, so that's going to knock the value down. Oh, way down. But in 2013, that sold for $155,000. Jesus. You can so, still okay. So just to give you in here, here you go. The last, the highest graded blue label was an eight O sold for $1 million. $75,500 in 2010. I just said that. Oh, that's, I didn't hear you. Okay, I just wanted yeah, to make the sure. The most okay. expensive copy ever sold is an 8.0. I don't know what VF means. Very fine. Okay, very fine. 8.0 for 1.1 mil back in 2010. Oh. So they round, they rounded up. But. Well, I, I even see the most recent sale is a 7.0 blue yeah. label, 1,500,000. And that that's sold in November 2020. That can buy you a lot of happiness. Oh, they say money doesn't make people happy. That's the growl right there, brother. 17.5 to 16.5. Hey, we both we got it right. On. We'll take it. Then, uh, that I'm going to be honest. I took a shot in the dark and flipped a re- TV remote. I'm, now, granted, like, my choices I am, were. You know, I'm, dude, I'm still blown away that you went with a 9-2. Like, out of everything, I, well, I would not have guessed a 9-2. When I listen to this episode, well, I usually listen to it the day it comes out because I'm a loser. I'm going to, if I re-listen to this in a year, I think it'll sink in that I got it. I'm just staring at a remote control right now. If it would have flipped the other way, I would have gotten it wrong. I, I, dude, I'm, God bless you. That, that might be the best qu- trivia question you've ever answered. I can't like, think I am of impressed. It. I am impressed. I can't think of it. Thank you. I appreciate that. I am lucky. <laughs> <laughs> a little luck didn't hurt my, my detective skills were good because i narrowed it down but i just let the dice decide baby and by the dice i mean a, a tv remote. The, uh, yeah the rope yeah, yeah all right so let's jump into our top three for the evening our top three things we're looking most forward to in 2021 uh that could be in movies that could be in tv gaming music really comics whatever we wanted to do a piece of media that's coming out this year i have a caveat on my list because I'm- I, I don't I don't know if I have a I don't have I don't have a caveat, but I know there's there's definitely a lot of things coming in 2021. It, it was definitely hard to to narrow a few things in there and boot one out and kind of it, it was tough. And I know if, yeah. if it was tough for me, I know it's probably harder for you. 
my list changed a lot. I love TV. I mean, TV could this could have been a top three TV, and I and I'd have been fine and, and gone down that route. I oh, he I said Dexter's on my list. What's up? He said Dexter's on my list. Well, no, I just meant like I had I could have Ted Lasso. The, you know what I mean? Like season two of that. Uh, Better Call Saul. Freaking atypical. Like uh, there's a billion shows. Uh, Search Party comes out next week. I'm I'm so psyched. So. Yeah. The thing that I my caveat is it had to have already been announced for 2021. It can't just be assumed. Got it. Like, you know, there's two things like I didn't put Stranger Things on my list. It would have been my number one, but I didn't because they never technically confirmed a 2021 release date. We all know it's going to be 2021, probably going to be June. But because it hasn't been announced yet, I stayed away. Now, it doesn't need a full date. It just needs a year. As long as they said okay, okay. 2021, like okay, Halo no, I'm Infinite. Safe. I'm safe. Yeah, Halo Infinite. We both are. We have the same thing, I'm telling you. Uh, at least one of them. Um, Halo Infinite would have counted because they delayed it to 2021 and said it. But, I mean, that shit, not on my list. But just an example yeah. as to something that counts. But, like, Stranger Things for me doesn't count because we technically don't know when it's dropping. Yeah. All right. Do you want me, want me to lead off? Yeah, you can lead it off. All right. My number three, tough, but... I went with Gotham Knights. Yeah, I I have I have two of your three. Actually, three of your three. I have, and Gotham Knights is on my list. So for you, yeah, at least. yeah I I figured. Um, you know, w, WB Games Montreal. We don't know. It, it, there's no official date, but they did say 2021. Just just looking forward to play this game. Get a nice little PS5 game. I want to play as Nightwing, Red Hood, Robin, Batgirl, and I want to get back into, you know, beating up bad guys in Gotham City. I think with that game, because it's coming out for PS4 as well, and they can't just like focus on the new gen, I think that's going to, I don't think that that game's going to do anything necessarily like graphically over the top or like gameplay wise or like the loading thing over the, because it doesn't only run on PS5 hardware. But that is one of the most exciting games I can remember. I cannot wait. WB Montreal has been working on this game a long time. A long time. So I think 2021, it is going to happen. Although one of the things on my list, I've been on record before saying I don't think it's going to make 2021. But my number three, uh, Bandai Namco, new Pokemon Snap. Hey. 20 plus years I've been waiting for this game. 20 plus years. I think 20 to 21 years I've been waiting for this game to come out. Because that first one deserved a sequel so much. And now not only do we have Gen 2, but we have Gens 3 through 8 that are going to be in this game. There are 850 potential Pokemon that we could take pictures of. We don't know a lot. We know 2021. This is 25. This is Pokemon's 25th anniversary year. It is all but guaranteed to come, I would say, March to April. Um, maybe May. But I think that might be too close to when I think the Gen 4 remakes are going to be uh, announced and coming. So new Pokemon Snap. If you don't know, you go around, you take pictures of Pokemon on a motorized cart. It sounds awful, but oh my God, it's addicting. It, it, it's been years since I played Pokemon Snap. You have it though. I, you I have the cart. You do, because I was going to buy it for you as a Christmas gift two years ago from G- the Game Junkie, and you said, all right, I already have it. No, so I, don't, I, don't, I don't have Pokemon Snap. Well, then I, you, I just, lied I just, you just didn't want it. No, I, I, I maybe I might have thought I had it. I, I don't. I, I literally just went through my 64 games yesterday and Pokemon Snap is not there. Oh, that's a shame. I, you could yeah. have had it for two years now. I, I probably traded into Funko Land for something stupid. <laughs> my number two, I went with the Snyder Cut. 
Justice League. I thought that was your number one, so I'm two for two right now. All right. Wait, you thought it was my number one, so wouldn't you be one for two? No, no. I mean, like, I I knew Gotham Knights was going to be in your list, and I knew this was going to be in your list. Okay. okay. I'm predicting your list, and I'm two for two. Yeah, dude. I mean, honestly, if you know me, and, and you do, my list isn't, like... No, we it, have the it, same it, number it's, one. It's it's not going to surprise anyone. Obviously, I've been singing from the high heavens of the Snyder Cut and yeah. believed in it from day one. And you know, I I can't wait to watch this four part series, hour long each time. Um, they brought Junkie XL back as the composer. There's seventy million dollars put into this to, for him to finish it, and I I just feel like he he deserves it after everything him and his family been through. Kind of put this in the past, put it behind him, and kind of get to finally see his true vision of, of what of what he wanted and he you know he brought in something new he he changed a few things and and this is going to keep the the fans or people that maybe didn't really care kind of give them an interest to see okay l- let me see what he came up with so i had to go with the snyder cut i thought for sure that was going to be your number 1 i thought gotham knights was going to be your 3 we both have the same number 1 i will all but guarantee it um but my number 2 you nailed it it is the dexter reboot season yeah yeah. I am so pumped for this. It, 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 2021. That was probably my number four. It, oh, I mean, then I'm wrong. I had your number four as well. I won't say it until you're done. Your number one, but I swore what your number four would have been as well. But I'll, if you don't say it for your number one, which I don't think you will. I, it, it's I'll, funny I'll too, because I'm on season three of Dexter right now. Like you're watching episode, it to get ready. Ep- yeah. Like episode, I think I'm on episode seven. Yeah. So I got a nice, it's it, literally each season when I, I'll see something, oh my God, like I'm, I'm picking up little things that I've missed and, and just yeah. seeing all like, oh my God, he was in this show. Like so many people cameoed in it that you, you, I didn't know prior. Now it's like, I know everyone in the damn show. It, I'm, I'm having a blast rewatching it. We, uh, we just started Boston legal for the first time ever from like the early two thousands, William Shatner and James Spader. Oh yeah. Um, so we're going to check that out and then we'll start Dexter again, probably closer to the summer, I'd say, uh, to try and kind of run it through until November, until the new season, which I think will be November, but we'll, we'll see. Um, that way we don't just watch it and then there's like a bunch of time that passes. Um, but regardless, yeah, I can't wait. We're going to talk a little bit more about the Dexter reboot season uh, a little bit later in the episode as they cast their villain, which makes me even more excited. Dexter at one point in time is my favorite show ever. Um yeah. And if they just did the last two and a half seasons right, it would have gone down as maybe my favorite show ever. But uh, that award will go to Breaking Bad, they, which ended at the same time. I remember being a new hire at work and spending my days uh, during lunch just reading about Breaking Bad and Dexter all the time. And people yeah, like, I, I think it was Dexter, then Breaking Bad, right? Yeah, Dexter, then yeah. Breaking Bad. Yeah. But regardless, so excited for the show to come back after seven or eight years. Uh, I think eight by the time it eight. ends. Yep. 2000, yeah. So, you know, unbelievable. They have a set, they have a chance to redeem themselves, and I'm extremely excited. Now, now I do think we share a number one though. Yeah, I mean, I, I have complete faith. Like, I they're not gonna they wouldn't bring this story back if they didn't have something to tell. So, I actually have faith in them this time. And our, and both our number ones is God of War Ragnarok. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, I mean, even though I don't know if Ragnarok is a hundred percent confirmed title, that's just kind of what they showed on the screen. If Assassin's Creed didn't just come out with AC Valhalla, I would have thought Valhalla would have been the title. I don't think they're going to do Valhalla because of AC doing it. Yeah, I think no. it will be Ragnarok. No, okay. Yeah, I mean that actually makes sense. I mean, I, I I'd like to think you and I we both have complete faith in Corey Barlog and Santa Monica Studios. That if gonna... Corey, if Corey's directing it, they never said that. I'd assume it, but we he never said I, it. I mean, just it. just to his little stuff on on Twitter. You know, when he, when it 
the day after, two days after, did I, hey, did I miss anything? I think he is the director. And I wouldn't be shocked, but you never know. Maybe they started this while the first one was in development. If it's a full-fledged sequel, it's a quick turnaround. So less than three years for this giant game. So you just never know, but I would assume he is as well. Um, You know, that ending in the first game was so good, and it's going to set up a really good story moving forward with Thor. And I can't wait. I cannot wait to see more Thor in that style. Uh, it's not the Marvel Thor, which I'm really, really excited about um, for once. And I love Marvel Thor, but it's just going to be a different type of situation. It's, it's going to, I would imagine it'll be the prettiest game ever made. I'm just oh going to put God. my mind on that and say it's I, the most As long as I have enough space for my PS5, I'm all good. <laughs> that, you know, eight, 875, that might be the final size. <laughs> it's going to be enormous. Um, I'm hoping it's another 30 hour experience like the first game. I'm hoping it's not a smaller Miles Morales style title. If it is, though, that's fine. If you want to give me a 10 to 12 hour God of War story, I'd actually be okay with that. Just don't charge me 60 bucks. I mean, I, 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 I hear you. I just cannot see them doing that. I feel like after what they gave us in the last one, I feel like they know that they have to deliver. They have to deliver big because, you know, you have the fans so high right now waiting for this sequel. Like they know they have to deliver. Yeah, but Miles is doing incredibly well critically and commercially. So, I mean, like if they went that route, it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. I want Naughty Dog to do it with an Abbey game. I would love an Abbey game in that like Miles Morales 10 to 12 hour story. I would love that, you know, see where she goes if she ever meets back up. With the I mean, hey, I, I know you said before, you know, like it's kind of tough to do a last of a sequel. I mean, just how good one and two sold. I can really see Neil Druckmann and the team kind of. Well, they're doing an HBO show, though. They don't. I don't know if they need a third one. They can kind of go where they want with the show. But you think that studio is going to want to leave that franchise on the ground and not try to make another sequel? If they do it, I could see it being a smaller Abbey game. I, I don't know. I mean, like, here's the thing. L, L2 took seven years. I don't think they're going to wait seven years. The hype will be dead and they'll, they can have a new project. It's just it's all crazy. But I think like. From yeah, a, right. Yeah, you're right. Now they're working on Uncharted. You're right. I, listen, they might be. So going back to to God of War, I mean, it was it was such an amazing game, and and it was a total shift in the paradigm that was Kratos, and it was a you know I I would love it if it's if it's a full fledged game. Don't get me wrong, because um, they have a lot of the assets they can move forward and, and just kind of do their thing. But boy, howdy. Whatever it is, I'm damn ready for it. I thought your number three, if it wasn't going to be Gotham Knights, was going to be No Time to Die. Yeah, I again, it, it could have been that. There was another one coming out. It could have been Spider-Man 3. Like, there's a lot yeah. of good films coming out. And it was just like, you it's, know what? Was that confirmed for 21, though? Like, is yeah, that absolutely it, I, I think it was confirmed for December. Yeah, I, I looked really hard at all of my stuff just to make sure. Now, I again, if it is a full-fledged God of War sequel, I could see it getting pushed to 22. But but because it hasn't, and because the window right now is 21, that's why it was a no-brainer. That was the one I never moved. That was yeah. always going to be on my list. 100%. That was the, As soon as you said that, I was, okay, well, God of War is number one, and then they just had to work around that. That's right. Let's get into the rest of the show. Time stamps and everything. So about 30 minutes in, we're finally talking about stuff. Uh, before we get into our impressions of Wonder Woman 1984, it has been confirmed that Patty Jenkins will be back for Wonder Woman 3. It's happening. I, I... It'll kind of lead us into the impressions because yeah. if you're not happy about the announcement, it's because 1984 wasn't good. Yeah, so, it's... I mean, we can even give our impressions kind of during this story. Yeah. Breakdown. It's it's. It's uh, <laughs> I'm trying to you know I'm trying to form the the correct words here. I mean, 
of course you want to make a Wonder Woman sequel. Of course. Gail is phenomenal as Wonder Woman. I, I don't think anyone would deny that. She is. That's correct. She was not the problem with the film. No, not at all. I mean, I, every time she was on screen, I, I was happy. It's the moments that she was off screen. I was like, ah, crud. I thought but, the first 20 minutes were actually really, really good. Up until yeah, see, she meets Kristen Wiig for the first dude, time. Dude, I'll never, again, the first 12, the whole, I would have, the whole 12 minutes of the whole kid scene, that's gone. The mall scene with the horrible actors of the guy, I'm not going back to your Karen. That, that was whole, cheesy. That was cheesy acting, though. That's everything. what that was on purpose. That's what it, I think, at least. I mean, even if it was, no good. It, no I thought good. it was great. I thought it was the best part of the movie. And the only, I oh, like the first, I like the kid scene. Um, but except for the CG, the CG again, just like the first one was horrible. It was so floaty. Every time somebody jumped, it looked like they were floating in the air and it was just really, really awkward. Uh, I mean, CG, I mean but- say, yeah, her, the, her running scenes, the flying scenes, it was a nod to Donner. It's like, okay, I hear you. It's like, but yeah. you know, I, I, I don't think I ever really wanted an eighties wonder woman. Obviously I think I wanted to be present day. Cause it's like, well, this is in the past. So nothing's going right. to happen like to move the story forward. So, whatever right it's a good point no that's a great point i mean that's the same thing with prequel movies where you're like you know this is why i think rogue one was unnecessary all all that kind of feeling comes in now the problem i had with the movie was the actual film like it was just it wasn't good it just wasn't a good movie um the plot lost itself more times than it could count it was overly long it was really no it it did not need to be two and a half hours this was a max two-hour movie max like max and like you said you already found 20 minutes to cut out so you could probably be at a 145 and be happy oh this time God, yeah. it's a sequel there it doesn't have to be so long because there's no origins to be told yet they did take the first 12 minutes and make it about her as a kid I, again i didn't mind it so much but i understand I mean, why that, that whole 12 minutes was like be patient diana like the 12 minutes <laughs> it, it took 12 minutes to say be patient diana i was like oh you're right. They could have cut. Now that I look back, you know, they probably could have made that half as long and still gotten the exact same point across. They could have cut to her just throwing the spear. Now we'll keep it. We'll keep it uh, spoiler free. The things we're talking about, believe us, it's there's nothing spoiler about what we've already talked about. Yeah. And I'm sure everyone already listening already watched Wonder Woman because you know, obviously it had a gazillion people watch it on Christmas Day alone. Yeah. And HBO Max, it's available to anybody who has that service. You could sign up for a free uh, uh, trial. If you have Xfinity X1, you get it for nothing as a part of your uh, HBO subscription. It's now on the X1 TV set-top box, so you could just say HBO Max into your remote. So, like, there are a million ways to watch this. I, film. I mean, again, I do want to say again, Gal was was great as Diana. The emotional scene where you you see her acting, where she's crying, like that was some of the best work I've seen Gal do. Like one, that was one of the the pivotal scenes that kind of you know tug at the heartstrings for me because again. It reminded me of how good the first one was of of the journey that they went on and what they went through and, and kind of what happened now. And, and I don't even want to get about, you know, the ending and it, it, can it I, just go, 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 go. I was just going to say, can I give a uh, can I give a, a props to one part of the movie that I did really like? And it's not a scene, so it's not a spoiler. OK, um, I thought the landscape and like the colors, I thought that was beautiful. Even in the beginning where it wasn't a ne- maybe even a necessary part of the movie like we've talked about, I think that the the landscapes were gorgeous. The scenery was amazing. It was bright and vibrant and pretty. And you watch it on this big 4K display like I have. That was my first true 4K movie because I didn't – I canceled my 4K Netflix. So 
this was the first big movie I got to watch in 4K on this TV. And with this new setup we got, we got a new couch down here. So it kind of like was this big immersive thing. And it was a really fun experience. It's a shame I fell asleep on that couch um, <laughs> for a good 20 minutes of the movie. So I actually missed 20 minutes in the middle. I never even went back because I just don't want to. I, I mean, it's it, it has a few moments that are decent. But as long as, to- as, as long as you're not talking about anything with Chris Pine. Because it was all so bad, everything <laughs> with his character. Was I, so I bad. only do, like the best scenes with him was the the basically the last time we see him. Yeah, okay, I agree with that. I thought the most unnecessary part. I'm on board with the rest of Twitter. That was a really cringy shit they did in the apartment. That's oh no, I agreed. Uh, that and that was like stupid humor, like stupid dumb humor that we didn't need. That they, I don't know if they just want to throw some lightheartedness and again, even Pedro Pascal in the beginning. I thought he was a little goofy, and then I feel like he kind of fell into it as he went on. I felt in the beginning, I just felt it was a little bit off. Uh, Kristen Wiig, I, I thought she did really good. She, I, I I was surprised how much I actually liked of her. I, I again, I thought we needed maybe a more of a battle between Wonder Woman and Cheetah. I don't. Yeah. I, I felt like know, we didn't did get she, it. Did she remind you of of Jamie Foxx's Electro character, like the nerdy? quiet reserved type of person where something happens and not, maybe not something happens, but like maybe they didn't get to their villain stage the same way, but like as a person, he was the quiet reserve tech kind of it guy. She's the gemologist who's kind of nerdy. And the person doesn't remember that, you know, she even got hired. It did. I just kind of felt like there was a little bit of a a commonality to be drawn there, but I would agree with you that she wasn't terrible either. And, and even Pedro Pascal, I mean, like, I, I this is not my original thought. Somebody said it on Twitter, but like if you wanted Pedro Pasco to take off his mask in the Mandalorian, his helmet, in the Mandalorian and see his face because you wanted more Pedro Pasco, fret not just watch this movie. You get a lot of Pedro Pasco in this movie. And I don't think that he was even necessarily the problem. The actors and actresses sans Chris Pine, because I just don't think he delivered weren't necessarily bad. It was everything they had to do. It was really the writing. The uh, writing I, I was, was literally just about to say, I was like the writing, the writing was the weak spot in this movie. Yeah. Hands so down. where does that, where does that leave you for the, on like the excitement level or scale for a wonder woman three? I mean, I mean, I, of course, I mean, I, of course I want to see more Gale as wonder woman. Again, she is fantastic as wonder woman. I just feel like she needs the, the writing has to be good. The action scenes were, not at all like the first Wonder Woman. Like the first Wonder Woman, I think they got a whole new cinematography because it, well, to me it was night and day difference. How much does that fall on Patty Jenkins? I I, I would say a lot because a lot, I mean, a lot. I think it's a lot, a lot, and that I, doesn't give me hope for that Star Wars Squadrons movie. It doesn't give me hope for this this third film. Well, you know, she didn't stick the landing for me again. And I think she did. Um, she had an interview basically saying like she fought for that opening scene to be in Wonder Woman. She fought for a lot of the stuff that I didn't care for. Yeah. So it, you know, and what I've kind of been hearing through the grapevine, it it, it could possibly uh, Zack Snyder might have had more to do with Wonder Woman in the first Wonder Woman movie and then kind of when he kind of was off the movie and was kind of more Patty Jenkins show and this is what we got. Well, he was a credited producer on the first Wonder Woman film and producers have a lot of say. I mean, that's just that's well, the and way again, remember, he casted Diana as Wonder Woman. So, of course, you know, Patty, yeah. I'm sure, you know, went to Zach for advice and, 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 and stories and stuff like that and, and maybe in, in fight choreography and I just feel like they missed the missed it on the second one. 
they could pull a birds of prey and hire the John Wick team to come in to up the action scenes because I think it worked very well. I mean, that, that that was the only good thing about Birds of Prey was the fight choreography. That that that's another film that honestly I on I really don't care for that much. Yeah, I'm going on record. Birds of Prey, I don't think was terrible. I don't think I ever have to watch it again. But it, so, but it, like, I don't think it was like offensively bad. But I am going on the record. I highly enjoyed the the mall scene in Wonder Woman 1984. It was my favorite part of the movie. Uh, outside of maybe like you said the the last time we see Chris Pine, but I, I'll go with the mall scene. I like the cheese. I like the 80s. I like the eighties aesthetic in anything. I think like the eighties is hot right now. They did it in Stranger Things. They did it in video games. Need for Speed went back to the eighties. A lot of things are doing eighties right now because it's cool. Um, and that's where we got Rick Rolls. But like I'm, which is a great song anyway. By the way, I like getting Rick Rolled because it's a good song. Uh, I, I'm good with with moving on from the eighties. I wouldn't mind a present day thing for, for wonder woman three. I think that's the only route you feasibly can go. I'm happy with, like I said, that mall scene, the rest of it was pretty bad. I thought Pedro did okay. You know, I just think the writing was underwhelming. It's the thing is though, it's two and a half hours of your time. You have to decide as a viewer, do I want to go check this out? I mean, it's on HBO max. You don't have to pay a dime. That's a pretty, I think, I think it's at least worth it to, to craft your own opinion. You just got to know you're sinking two and a half hours. No, I, I agreed. And it, it, it's good that if you get bored for a second, you could pause it. You can walk around for a minute, and come back to it. That's the beautiful thing about me, you know, in this whole Warner Brothers HBO Max thing is in a movie theater. If I got to pee, I have stomach issues. If I have to drop a deucer, I, I miss part of the, my $15 movie. So then I have to sit there super uncomfortable. Sam, you know, I have anxiety issues and pretty fucking bad ones. So you put me into a dark room that I can't move in. And all I do is get stuck in my thoughts watching a movie. I've had panic attacks in movie theaters before. So for me to be able to pause a movie is a godsend. So I appreciate that. Yeah. And, uh, and so I, you know, I like this whole thing. I like my, my setup and my experience here. That was a lot of fun. So, you know, craft your own opinion, go check it out. If you'd like to know that you're going to spend two and a half hours, take what we said. You know, I think it's a little bit conflicting for the, for the first 20 minutes, but you know, our, our thoughts, but at the end of the day, that's the first 20 damn minutes. You'll be fine. You can, you'll, you'll watch the other two hours and yeah. figure it out. Uh, and, but and Wonder Woman 3. Agree what anyone thinks, of course, see the movie. Hey, you, you may love this movie and, and, and that's fine. We all have great different opinions. I mean, if, if you really love this movie, shoot me a DM. Let me know what you loved about it. Yeah. At stampede two one five eight nine on Insta or at we podcast. And we know things. Let us know what you think or what you thought of Wonder Woman 1984. And we mean that sincerely. We love hearing from you guys. Um, and we'll probably, you know, just go back and forth and have a quick chat. Let's move on. However, uh, Sony staying in that realm is making more video game films uh, and, and TV series. They want to bring more of their video game franchises into the world. We're seeing the last of us TV show got greenlit from HBO. We know that that's coming. Boy, howdy Sony with the likes of God of war. I, that was on my wish list in 2019 was a God of war Netflix series. Um, that could be HBO max. You got think- like, I was going to say, God of War, that, that's a must. That's only a matter of time. I, I could see Devil May Cry. Please, God, do Twisted Metal. So you got, I mean, Devil May Cry is a Capcom thing, and it's multi-plat, so Sony doesn't own that franchise. I don't think that would happen. That is probably a, a Netflix thing on its own because you saw Devil May Cry get into the Castlevania stuff uh, and go from there. So I think that's a possibility for a Netflix thing. But from Sony, you got, Twisted Metal is a great one. I wish that they would resurrect that franchise. You have uh uh sly cooper ratchet and clank horizon zero dawn let's not forget about that uh 
you know, we're seeing an uncharted movie get made. So there's a lot of things moving and shifting. We could have done a top three, you know, Sony properties. We'd want to see, you know, final fantasy. They, it's not a Sony owned thing, but they've been working almost exclusively. So, um, we could have made that list. I think we kind of already have. I think we did top three video <laughs> games. Sure we did. I think we did that. Go check out episode, I don't know, 164. I, I don't know. Um, check that out. But I I think that this is good news. I think that our opinions could change pretty quickly if the Uncharted movie flops and The Last of Us is no good. But I have faith in both those projects. Call me crazy. I think it's going to be a pretty decent movie, and I think it's going to be a damn good last of us tv series because it's hbo and i think they're not going to fuck that up oh i agree and you know that there's millions of dollars on the movie and the tv show and 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 they have both our money both our time and you know of course we're gonna have to talk about it on the pod yeah let's just make a bug snacks h netflix hbo series or netflix uh, animated <laughs> series because Jesus. that's got its own world i cannot wait to talk about that game that game fucked me up so uh, we'll we'll talk about that in a little bit when Sam takes over for gaming. But if you had to pick, you know, outside of The Last of Us and Uncharted, because that's already been announced, if you had to pick one Sony-owned property, would it be Twisted Metal? Would it be God of War? What would you want? Uh, <laughs> it, no, I'm it, still on record. God of War TV would be my would be my poison. I, I guess it's it's. I think t- if you did Twisted Metal, I almost feel like that would be one of the rare properties that might actually be a better movie. Yeah, because I'm I'm because I'm just thinking of Death Race. Like that was almost Twisted Metal, and I yeah, love yeah. I love them. I love well, I mean, at least the first one with Jason Statham and Ian right. McShane. I really yeah. love that. I thought that's a really good movie. I, I mean, God, Ian God of War, yeah. God of War. I, I would probably vote first, but you know, I I do love Twisted Metal. I think both of us would just give our left nuts to get twisted metal back in some form or fashion well i think i think it was someone put on on twitter i forget who it was kind of like what's like a ps5 remake we need i was like easy twisted metal 2 that was alana oh Oh, it was alana that's right that's right yeah well we're getting destruction all stars pretty soon that's a pseudo wannabe twisted metal game uh moriarty went on record of saying when that game dropped he was like why wouldn't you just make this twisted metal and i said damn it you're right colin you're right by the way, his new game, Habroxia 2, comes out in February. We got emailed today to be on the list for review codes. So hey. cannot wait. Cannot wait. Again, we're lucky enough to, to be able to work with Lily Mo, which is kind of a dream come true, which is pretty awesome that for the second time, we're going to be reviewing a Colin game. Second right time my dream came true. <laughs> Listen, this shit, this shit Dude, never gets old. I was gonna say our dreams came through like a hundred times on this show. This, this, the the shit we get to do and the things we get privileged to and 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 you know happy to this shit just never gets old, man. Even if it's stuff I don't want for people to reach out to us and say, "Hey, would would you interested in this?" It's like you're thinking of us, Jesus. Dude, even if they're like, "Yo, Sam, I hate your opinion on this," <laughs> and and this is why, and I'm like, "Hey, okay, you took the time to DM me. Okay, we can have a you know a discussion about it." Yeah, the cool thing is though we don't do it for money, so uh, all of our no. impressions are never influenced by the people reaching out. I, I don't something. know about you, all that money's hit my Swiss bank account. <laughs> <laughs> all right, dude, let's move on. Uh, Creed Three is happening with Michael B. Jordan in the director's chair now. What do you think? And hey, I, I'm I'm actually interested to see what he can do behind the camera. Um, yeah, I, Creed I, Two I, Blue, so. I get that's you. I love I, I, it's something what I, I believe your up. response to me when I said that to you the other day was get fucked. 
I'm almost <laughs> positive that was your response. I mean, I won't confirm nor deny that, but I, well, again, Rocky Four is my favorite. So just to see Ivan Drago back, I, I just thought just their looks of each other in the ring. Again, Michael B. Jordan, he's fantastic in the role. I we always said that from the, at least yeah. the first one, and I and I think we said from the beginning the first one made money, the second one made money. Uh, Tessa Thompson, she got a lot of claim for her role in it. I and love Tessa Thompson. I'm, I'm all for this. This is a, this is a day one watch for me. To be fair, to be fair, um, I think your get get fucked. I think is what you said to me was with the X instead of the C. So technically, you didn't curse me out. Well, well um, if you're you, you know if you know that. if you know me at least the, the the comic fiend club each chapter they know when I say like fuck or something. It auto corrects. Uh, it does it for me too. Like I, I don't know if it autocorrects or if I just automatically go for the X nah. instead of the C. No, no, it does it for me too. Okay, all right, just yeah. checking. Uh, I'm just crazy enough that every time I reread a text and I change it manually. No, it, I it, love it, you. You're just like fuck it, let it go. And no, it, 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 it's it's kind of funny too because like even in like the the East chat, people like that's all they say. Fuck now, like we have to spell it like Sam. <laughs> Uh, I, I again i didn't like the second one at all i actually thought it was horrible i think it's one of the worst uh in the movies in the rocky universe but i thought the first How one was one of the it's exactly was one of the best in the rocky universe so i still have plenty of hope for this uh to have michael b behind the the camera as well uh is in front of it i think that's a good thing it kind of lends the vision he can you know even coming down to the choreography and things like that i think this is a good thing give me more creed uh, I'll take all the creed I can handle. I'm willing to write off one crappy movie, in my opinion, uh, to get more. I love boxing so much, so I'm all in. Uh, excuse me, I had to swallow before moving on to the next one. Doctor Strange, that will be a time code as well, Greg swallowing. Uh, <laughs> Doctor, <laughs> Doctor Strange 2, I think it's called The Multi- Multiverse of Madness, I believe is yeah. the title. Uh, that production has been halted due to the pandemic. This is the first time in a while we have to say the way is the hottest part. And and I think this and I think Batman's delayed till 2022. 2022. Yeah. So it's like, you know, this is the here's where the delays kind of come back. And, uh, you know, I, I think it's kind of to be expected since London right now at uh, COVID has a huge spike, you know, it's basically spiking all over right now. But outside of the uh, Australia, New Zealand, who've done it right since day one. And we can't fucking learn from that. But okay, I digress. I'm going to get off my high horse. I don't want people unsubbing because of personal opinions. But I mean, hey, just just kind of be prepared that uh, the, the Marvel more movies stuff. and TV shows might get another shift. Even more stuff. Yeah, I mean, like delays. It's just like you said at the top of the show. Six months is probably wishful thinking. So even the things that have been delayed into 21 may be delayed even further. We had films that were delayed upwards of a year and that year is already up and there's still no release date because of how crazy it is and how theaters people kind of thought this would might have been over and the theaters have been reopened. That is clearly and evidently not the case. So we're still waiting on like where certain things are going to be released. Are we going to get, you know, are we really going to get uh, Black Widow in, in May or whatever it is in the theater? Or, you know, is it going to go to Disney yeah. Plus? Too? Yeah, I was going to say yeah. after all this waiting, it just goes on Disney Plus. <laughs> For real. Like that's I won't be surprised shit. at all. That's crazy. But uh, again, just just be prepared that I don't think this is the last we're going to be talking in 2021 of insert movie or game or TV show here has been delayed due to the coronavirus pandemic. So just kind of be aware if you were looking forward to Doctor Strange 2, you're going to wait a little longer as we move into television. 
Uh, last week, my pick of the week was Cobra Kai for season one and two. Season three is out. It came out a week early. It came out so uh, January 1st. I got it done on January 2nd. It was 10 episodes in between 30 and 40 minutes each. I stayed up a lot of nights, very late, actually two nights, a lot, uh, very late to, to just binge it out one half in one night, one half the other night. And I'm so happy to say that it is just as kick-ass as season one and two. And I say that uh, uh, literally. It does kick a lot of ass. That's it's, what I hear. That's literally all I hear. I, I haven't heard anything bad yet. Knock on wood. What I think this show does expertly, and I'm going to keep these impressions short because they're so spoiler-free that I don't want to spoil the other two seasons by saying too much. So what I think this season does incredibly well, and it's really the show as a whole, but it comes out to me more this season, was they have a really unique and fun way of blending some cheesy karate movie shit with a serious adult drama. Like there's one scene where there's bad language and and stakes and emotions on the line. And in the next scene, they're just kicking each other in the ass and with no repercussions, with sick music and backflips off of lockers. Like it's, it, it has this weird way of take, not taking itself too seriously while also understanding and being self-aware of the stakes in the show. I don't know any other show that pulls it off like this. It's just so good. It's another knocked out of the park season. I cannot already not wait for season four, the fucking cliffhanger boy. Howdy. I cannot wait for season four. We are in for a treat. Please. If you have not yet start Cobra Kai, all three seasons available now on Netflix. I'll be starting it soon. Don't worry. I fucking hope you. I'm so tired of not being able to talk to anybody. About this <laughs> I watch it alone, and you're the only person that I want to talk to impressions about it. So I need you to watch it like, soon. It's it, it's coming up on the docket. I need you to watch it more than I needed you to start Ozark. That's okay, how well, bad I, I was. To well, real quick, the reason why uh, I posted it on uh, my IG, but I think it was last month. Um, I drunkenly ordered uh, Captain Planet, the complete series. You lucky bastard. <laughs> yeah, so it, it, it's kind of funny. Like, I got that from Australia faster than I'm still waiting from packages from New Jersey. Yeah. I ordered it, 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 first. It legit makes – I have probably like 10 items sitting in Philly's post office right now. It's insane. I ordered some December 1st, guaranteed by Christmas, so the shipper said. I'm still waiting. So. Yeah, but it's not. It's it's the post office's fault. But I, I will say real quick for for Captain Planet. In case there are some cap. If you're an '80s kid, '90s kid, you grew up watching Captain Planet. Cap was amazing. Did, for six seasons, I think I spent it was sixty bucks. Jesus. So in in the United States, they only ever released the first season on on DVD. So yeah. like that was it. So then now you can purchase it like all the episodes through Amazon. But if you have a PS4 or PS5. It can play region-free DVDs. You get, you can change your system up to four times to watch oh, nice. a different. I never knew that to watch a different region DVD. Yeah. So my plan, I was like, okay, well, my PS5 games, I'm kind of good. I'm going to bang out this entire run of Captain Planet. You know, there's, I think it's like 100 episodes. So that's kind of like I want. It, it's shorter. They're only like 18 minutes, but it it, it just kind of bringing back all the all the memories of kind of growing up and watching Captain Planet and, and kind of one of the best out. theme songs, one of the best theme songs. Agreed. I, I, I do. I do like it. And also, I don't, I don't remember if you remember this, but the man who had the idea for Captain Planet, it was Ted Turner. Yeah. I, I either forgot or didn't know that, but I was like, 
watching it, and and one of the the villains, you know, his name's Duke Nukem. Ah, oh, I did not. I, I don't remember. Chair. I don't remember much about the show except for Earth, Wind, Water, and, and uh, the power is yours. Is yours. That should have been my my end close, but oh well. But again, <laughs> if you have sixty bucks, go on eBay. It's in Australia. It's fantastic. It still can be, Sam. Don't let it stop you. Uh, we have our first real information about WandaVision, as it will be nine episodes. So one more than The Mandalorian, one less than normal television shows. We're getting nine episodes of the of WandaVision, and that's by the way next week. So uh, next Friday. So on episode two twenty one, we're gonna have impressions. Yeah, and I'm, I'm kind of, you know, I, I have an idea of it, it, everything's made up. This is all her. It's all in her mind. She created this world, doesn't want to live in the present. So I kind of have my thoughts going in. So I'm interested to see what Marvel comes up with and what they tell in these nine episodes. I think the first episode is going to be this one world. And then after that, uh, at the end, they're going to be like, oh, shit, we're not in this crazy, you know, sitcom world we're in some fucked up situation and the rest of the show will follow that suit i i feel like they're gonna try to you know eventually you're gonna hear people i i think if try to wake her up i don't know if she's knocked out i don't know if she's in some type of trance and you know i i I just have a few theories out there will we see quicksilver and will it be the kick-ass guy if we do yes do you think we see him though like I, I think 50, if 50, we, where are you at? I, I, I would say a 50, 50 for a cameo. Yeah. Yeah. I would only, I would imagine it's only a cameo as well if we do. And it would be in some sort of flashback because of uh, the age of Ultron and what happened in that movie. Yeah. So and, and that's my thoughts. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, Clancy Brown. And this is something I've been waiting to talk about. Clancy Brown has been cast for the villain role in the Dexter reboot season. Another reason, just another reason why it was my number two. Mr. Crab is your villain. Like, can we just can we wrap our heads around Mr. Crab being the villain in Dexter? I mean, number awesome. one, okay, the, number one, he, Clancy Brown has been in everything. He's been in so much shit. I mean, Shawshank Redemption. Starship, he was amazing in that. He Starship was amazing Troopers. In that. Yeah, he he was in Flubber. Yep, with Robin. Yep, Cowboys and Indians. Or uh, it was a cowboy, Cowboys and Aliens. He was in the Warcraft movie, which I didn't even know about. And he does a lot of voices on kids shows, too. He was in The Mandalorian, by the way. For an episode, he was Berg in The Mandalorian. Yep, was. And so yeah, I mean, I, I, his, his voice is so distinctive, because if you watch Superman, the animated series, you know that you're Lex Luthor. If you watch yeah. you know, Justice League Unlimited, he, he was in that. He was Fun in everything. Problem, said. He was in Billions for 16 episodes. Uh, Wyland ja- uh, Jock Jeffcoat. And by the way, his name in the show, because it's already on IMDb, Kurt Caldwell. Yep, that's what I'm looking at too. In the Dexter show, and I'm checking that out on IMDb. Oh, and but you said he was in Billions, right? He was in Billions for 16 episodes. Yep. So, I mean, like, we have an established villain. He was one of the best characters in Shawshank. He was so maniacal in that. Oh film my God. As the parole, or as the, uh, not parole officer as the, uh, the, the guard. lead, uh, the guard. So like unbelievable casting. He's this, I think has potential to rival John Lithgow as the Trinity killer, which is my favorite season. Almost of any show ever is season four of Dexter. It was that good. He's that great of a villain. Like but, so far, uh, no joke. The first three seasons are perfect. Yeah, perfect. I, I don't. I don't love when shows go to Mexico. Like every Showtime show at one time did that. Weeds, uh, Dexter, they all do it. 
So the season three is like a little bit of a turnoff for me, but I have to say Jimmy Smith is amazing in that role. So yeah. it is really, uh, I am psyched as all hell on Clancy Brown. I think it's a perfect casting. He's a great villain. I'm looking forward to it. November can't get here fast enough, but also slow down, slow down 2021. You know, uh, I mean? it's, it's, it's going to be a long year, my friend. It's going to be a long lifetime for me. Uh, holy God shit. Willing. Doom Patrol season three officially enters production. How excited are you? And how, you know, I know we talked about it a little bit, but it didn't crack any of our lists for TV show of the year. Season two of Doom Patrol. Is this something that's still on your radar or did season two kind of, you know, disappoint a little bit? I mean, I wouldn't say it, it, it didn't disappoint because it definitely pushed the story forward on every character. And, you know, it, it was again, more emotional with Mr. Negative kind of with, with his stuff. And yeah. Um, Matt Bomber's character. I, I I truly like love his story. I I think this show Doom Patrol is another underrated DC show. It it just it it was good, but it wasn't good enough to hit the top three. But I I think it's it's in a discussion for like you know at least top five, top ten TV shows of the year. I I think I I enjoyed it that much. But it I missed, I thought it missed my top fifteen. Oh, did it? Wow, huh? It well, you, you again. You you watched so many shows in twenty twenty. Yeah. I however and, did. I didn't watch that many. And so many new ones, like brand true, new IP. True. So, yeah. And hey, the cast is coming back. I'm sure we're going to have some surprises along the way. I can't wait. Now, let me take it over in gaming. We have two impressions, but let's start with the first one. I, unfortunately, I didn't I didn't download it while it was free for PlayStation. That's on me. You but promised year, you would, you bastard. I, I said I'll try my hardest, and it, it, it didn't work out. I, I was having a couple bad migraines past couple days. But... Let's hear what you finally thought of Bug Snacks. I, I know you're going to gush over it, so Dude, gu- gush away. Don't don't sleep on this. Don't sleep on this game, even at twenty five dollars, which is its normal retail price. It is worth it. It was a free PlayStation Five PS Plus game for a little while. Now for this month, it's Man Eater, which is where you start off as a shark and you eat people and you get bigger and better, and it's awesome. And I can't wait to dive into that one. But uh, go download that for free if you have PS Plus on PS5. But regardless, uh, fucking bug snacks. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, what the hell am I playing? I am almost at the end. I have one more area to unlock. Um, it's only 8 to 10 hours. If you do everything, it might be like 12 to 14. It's not the a huge, huge time investment. But if you wanted Pokemon Snap, on PlayStation, you got it. And if you wanted Pokemon with a story, you got it. And voice acting, you got it. And by the way, incredible voice acting and a great story. This game is fucking me up emotionally. This is a great game for a kid until about two thirds in when it gets dark. Like, I mean, dark. These, these bugs get massacred. I just, you just eat the fuck out of them. There is a moth. <laughs> That is a Supreme pizza. Like it's called. I don't remember pizza moth. I can't remember, <laughs> but like it, it's so creative. The types of food that like, uh, you know what a centipede is, right? Of course. In this movie or in this, this game, it's sandipede and it's a sandwich. Cut, it's a hoagie <laughs> cut in, cut in pieces. 
Sandopede, and they only say their name just like Pokemon. So you just walk I around. You're gonna say it was called Sand of Pieces. <laughs> That'd be that might even be better. It's a vowel form. Sandopede, Sandopede, and then you have a big you have a bopsicle, right? So it's a popsicle that bops you, and if it touches you, you freeze, and you have to break out of a, a frozen shell. But if you get it into a hot spring, it uh, can melt into two separate small popsicles, which are just regular popsicles. And so like the inventiveness there, like scorch a scorch a something. I can't remember. It's like a buffalo wing, but a moth. Like I can't like, holy shit. I just walk around. I have there's a 100 bug snacks. I've only needed to use a guide for two of them to figure out how to catch it. Um, uh, and just because I've just had so much fun walking around. There's a corn praying mantis and like it jumps from tree to tree and you have to set up a trip wire and that's how you can i can't believe how addicting this game is you have tons of side quests you have a really engaging main story where one of the grumpuses which is which are the types of characters goes missing and with her partner and you actually have to find them and like that's what leads you on this mission you're a journalist whose ship washes up or i'm sorry your plane crashes and you land on bugs snack tooth island i think it's called and so like it's so childish, right? You'd think, but like I said, two thirds away through the game, motherfucker gets dark. You hide your kids, hide your wife type dark shit. So like, it's this children's game masked. I'm sorry. It's this adult game masked with this children's aesthetic. That is totally deceptive and totally something you need to dive into. And I wish that I gave my opinion and, and um, my uh, impressions in this last week, because then you'd still have a week for once you hear this to go download it for free. Um, but I, I don't, and it's over now. So you'd have to pay 25 bucks for it. But that is a price I would have happily paid if I had to, if I knew what the fuck I was getting myself into with this game. It's the game right now where when I'm not playing it, I'm thinking about it. I only have a couple hours left, probably two hours left. I want to platinum it. I want to get all 100 bug snacks. I want to do every side mission. Now, like, what, what was this just PS4 or was this for everything? No, this is PS5, actually. Um, it's a PS5 game that actually came to PS4. And I think pc but nothing else um so it's not you cannot buy it on switch you cannot buy it on xbox you have to have a ps4 or ps5 to get it and i will say the ps4 from what i'm hearing is not the optimal place to play this because the load times can be pretty wild ps5 um i won't say the load times are bad they're not as fast as like mortal Kombat or uh other games i'm playing where they just snap you right in there is about a three to five second load time between areas which isn't so bad but you are going back between areas a lot if you're like me and you like to go do all the side missions so it's not like super um intrusive but it's it's really fucking good man these stories are great these characters are wonderful like the little things you hide around the island like there's hidden little um movie reels and you go to a projector and you watch them and like you learn more about these grumpuses and how much they like bug snacks. And when you eat a bug snack, you can pick, well, you don't eat them, but like if you feed them to these grumpuses, you can pick what part of your body turns into what you just ate. So, Oh, a, a bunger. It's a burger that rams into you. And the only way to catch it is if you make it run into something else, maybe another bunger. And then you catch it. You have, a trap you have a net you have a, a trip wire you have a slingshot uh like grappling hook thing you have a launch pad you have a ball that you can go put the ball into a cave and shuffle and like force the thing inside the cave out because of this little bug it's my god it's so good it's just so good and so, so you're I saying finally, the game's okay i finally have <laughs> enough impressions of it to finally recommend it and so not only would I recommend it, but if I could retroactively go back, I'd probably put this in the 
five the five range the five six range maybe That's maybe all. i don't i don't think it would hit four or three on my list i think it would probably be in the five six range in my top 10 of the year this is a goddamn gem of a game this is like this is an eight or nine out of 10 if i had to score it it's really that good and so like i said i'll sum it up if you're looking for pokemon snap with an amazing story and amazing characters this is your game even at 25 dollars. it's a must play for playstation users that's good to hear now, the next story up, you put a little question thing. Do I open it or not? I told you to keep it sealed, but you opened it. So let's hear what you thought about Super Mario 35th anniversary game and watch. Uh, I am a jackass uh, for <laughs> opening it, but but boy, howdy, do I not regret it? Um, I, I was kind of waiting for you to buy another one just to say, you know what? I kind of regretted opening it and I kind of want to own one sealed. I do want to buy another one. And my wife actually said I should. But I did that with Mario All-Stars and I'm regretting it. So I'm going to just not do it this time. Um, it is only available until the 31st of March. So if I, I have a couple months to make my mind up and GameStop's had a pretty good stock of them. So I have a feeling if I want one, I'll get one. They're I was going to say mold over a little bit more. And, you know, it's again, it's Nintendo. They're, they're $50. Um, Nintendo didn't make my top three of the year at all and actually made my top three worst. So their shine is fading right now because where where have they been? So they have one game coming out in February, and that's all I know this year that I care about. So Yeah, but all you need is Pokemon Snap 2, and you're back. I digress. It, all I need is a Nintendo Direct Mini, and I'm back. I'm just yeah. – that's it. You know me. Uh, it's like the Phillies. I hate them every offseason, but I'll watch all 162. Um, so, yeah. I, I I was like, should I open it? Should I not? I actually ran an Instagram poll. The poll was 60-40, don't open it. So I opened it and I came. <laughs> you jackass. I was open to that motherfucker. Like I sat and thought about it for maybe 10 seconds before my mind was made up. And I just wanted to see if Mario ran well because I I don't like the emulation on the Switch. I think it runs pretty poorly on the Switch. I think there's a little bit too much button delay. And I haven't pulled out my Nintendo Classic since I moved because I just have nowhere to play it. The wires are just too short. So uh, I just... I just miss playing Mario. I haven't played it at all since I played it like for like 15 minutes since I've moved. And that was over a year ago. So I really wanted to dive back in and get my speed run strats down on a little thing, which I can do all my tricks again, which was crazy to think about. But anyway, uh, I just wanted to say, see if it was tight, if there was button input lag and if it was fun on a little screen, first and foremost, that LCD screen is fucking legit. It looks gorgeous on that screen. You can adjust the brightness and the sound and all this stuff. It's got, you can pick, you know, once you beat it once, you can go back and pick what level you want to play just by hitting B, which is not in the original game. Like, there's a lot to this that they added that makes it just even more than just, all right, turn it on and play Mario Brothers. They included Mario Brothers 2, the Lost Levels, the NES version, which is very, very rare to come across. So they actually never released the game in, in America uh, until a couple years ago. So love that that's available. They have a third game in this little package called Ball. It's, you know, something you'll play once and never play again. But if you were looking for Easter eggs, I think there's 35 different Easter eggs when you're playing with the clock that every couple minutes, something new comes along and comes out. It's just a fun little piece. I still have the box in perfect shape and the plastic sleeve that it came in in perfect shape. So even if it won't be factory sealed, I'll always have it in box and it'll always be a collector's item for my shelf. It runs on USB rechargeable battery. It charges with USB-C, the same as the switch. So I don't have to worry about putting batteries in it. And you know what? In the mornings, when it's just me and my girl hanging out, my daughter waiting for, for mommy to wake up, 
for 20 minutes. If I just pop it on while she's watching Moana eating breakfast, I'm happy. I'm satisfied. It plays the simple things in life. Dude, it, it plays just as good as if you're playing on an NES. I don't I don't pick up – I'm like a stickler with this stuff, and I don't pick up any button lag almost at all. The D-pad's a little small, and my thumb is a little bit big. So to do like really precise, fun pipe jumps and wrong whoops, it can be a little difficult. But at the end of the day, I'm not speedrunning this motherfucker professionally anymore. I'm out of that game. So it's just so much fun to go back and play the NES uh, thing on this little tiny little game of watch that you feel like you could break just by breathing on it. It's really good. I'm really happy with it. If you have a chance to pick one up, don't say no. It's 50 uh, bucks. Check uh, it. It's good to hear that 50 was actually worth it. Good on you, Nintendo. Uh, yeah, yeah. Next up, our favorite, we have the November NPD. And it's January, so you might be asking yourself, where's December's? Well, because it was Christmas, and we had time, you know, these other episodes, and we did the awards show. And stuff. So, so we're, we're back. Cut us some slack. a week or two behind. And so this is the best-selling games for November. That's when the new consoles dropped. Uh, the Switch was still the highest-selling console, even with the new consoles. I think a little bit of that was probably because you couldn't fucking find one. PS5, what I think, I personally think, clearly would have been the top seller if they yeah, were readily available. Uh, but even the Switch is hard to find. It's not as hard to find. But I mean, just I get it. But yeah, so that makes two years even that this thing was a number one seller. So that's good for Nintendo. But we're here to talk about the games. We have the top 20 best selling games in November. And again, a lot of these, particularly the Nintendo ones, don't count digital sales. So they would be even higher on the list if they counted for digital. Keep that in mind as we're going through the list for the top 20 selling games in November. Number 20, Ghost of Tsushima. Uh, I'll take it. Still hanging strong. Still hanging strong. Number 19, Mortal Kombat 11. The game is always on sale for like a good solid price, like 17, 18 bucks. I'll have my impressions on that in a week or two when I am going to clearly have it as my pick of the week because it's phenomenal. But uh, but yeah, I'll talk about that more later. Uh, Number 18, Marvel's Avengers. I believe that was half off in November uh, for a Black Friday sale. A lot of this stuff's Black Friday sales too. So yeah, you got to take that in. Okay. Number 17, Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. Number 16, Mario Kart Live Home Circuit, the uh, the good old AR yeah. real Mario Kart game. It's $100, so I get why they didn't sell as many as they maybe have thought. Plus, they're hard to get. Uh, number 15, great to see this one, Luigi's Mansion 3. Number 14, New Super Mario Brothers U Deluxe. Number 13, Just Dance 2021. Number 12, <laughs> Super Mario 3D All-Stars. Number 11, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. Very Nintendo heavy. Very Nintendo heavy. So, uh, I mean, again, good for them, but very, very Nintendo heavy. That's because the Switch keeps selling like hotcakes and people keep buying games with it. Everyone's still home, so they want the goods. Number 10, Demon's Souls. Nice. It's really awesome. Number 9, FIFA 21. Number 8, Animal Crossing New Horizons. Number 7, PS5. This is where it's going to start to see it. We saw it with Demon's Souls. Watch Dogs Legion. Number six, Hyrule Heard mixed things on, heard mixed things on that. I'm going to pass on it. Looks a little too boring for me. Hard pass. Yeah. Number uh, six, Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity. Nice. Fuck yeah. That nice. a goddamn Dynasty Warriors game is number six on the list. That's great. Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity. Number five, NBA 2K21. Number four, Madden NFL 21. I strongly considered it. I passed. I'll wait till next year. Smart move. Number three, Miles Morales. Number two, Assassin's Creed Valhalla. And number one, no shocker, Call of Duty, Black Ops, Cold War. Yeah. 
Huh. I, I would have thought uh, Spider-Man would beat Assassin's Creed, huh? Uh, I mean, I guess Assassin's Creed that on Xbox, though. Okay, yeah, that's true. I, okay, I forgot about that. Yeah. All right, all right that's so, all. For a PS5 exclusive, well, PS4 too, I guess, so that doesn't, that doesn't, act, that kind of takes away my argument, actually. I was going to say for PS5 exclusive to do number three, that's great, but it's on PS4 as well. So the highest PS5 exclusive was Demon Souls. I think that was actually the only PS5 exclusive. Yeah, so, I, I believe so. But that's amazing. I mean, I know a lot of the, Online retailers bundled it in, and that's the only way you can. And, buy and, when, it. and when it come out, what November fifteenth? I think it came out day of launch. I think it came out twelfth, the twelfth. Okay, it was the twelfth. Okay, so it's it's not bad, not bad. In half a month, yeah. And the last store we got, Nintendo acquired Next Level Studios. This is amazing. Um, a lot of people already thought they were a Nintendo studio, but they're not. Nintendo, this is cool for a couple of reasons. Number one, Nintendo just doesn't do this. They're an old school Japanese company. They don't really have the mindset of buying developers, especially Western developers. This is a Vancouver, Canada-based developer. Very, very far away from Japan. Um, this studio is responsible for the Luigi's Mansion series, at least the last two. Uh, the Punch-Out game on Wii, which was fucking amazing. Uh, Super Mario Strikers and Strikers Charge, two of the best Mario sports games out there. So this is a high-quality content studio that has been a second-party studio. They've been uh, contractually uh, in bed with Nintendo for a while, but they could have made other games. They made a Captain America game, this, that, and the other. So um, they, they tried WWE at one point. I don't think that went over very well. But regardless, they are not a Nintendo-owned studio, and they are now. They will be in March. So... Uh, great get for Nintendo. They have not acquired a studio since 2007 with Damn. Monolith. Off. So they just don't do it. They don't need to. They have so many amazing internal uh, development studios. And also people want their shit on Nintendo. So if you're a third party developer uh, or even like a second party, like the Pokemon company, they, that's another thing that Nintendo doesn't have to buy them. They're already in bed with them. And, and that's where it's at. Like Insomniac for a long time worked exclusively with PlayStation until PlayStation bought them. So it's just kind of the way that works, which is great that they're now there. Uh, Monolith Soft, like I said, was the last studio in 2007 to be purchased by Nintendo, at least the, the last big one. Um, Retro before them in 2002, they're responsible for uh, Metroid Prime and uh, Donkey Kong Country Returns and Tropical Freeze. So a great studio there. So Nintendo getting another uh, ace in the, up their sleeve. I don't know what they're working on. I think they could even be working with Retro to get Metroid Prime 4 up and running better who, or faster. Who knows? It's just a good thing from a developer that doesn't, or I'm sorry, a publisher like Nintendo that doesn't often do that. There was a story that came out today that Microsoft made a, an attempt to acquire Nintendo 20 years ago and Nintendo, quote, laughed their asses off. So <laughs> it's a funny story That's that, came out, yeah, that came out today. Um, but regardless... Great to see Nintendo expanding into the West. Retro is Texas. This is Vancouver. So now I have two major first-party studios in the United States. That's nothing but a good thing for the consumer. Now Next Level can focus solely on making amazing Nintendo content with their Western flair, which I think is amazing. Luigi's Mansion 3 was a great game. It was my number three last year. Or actually, I'm sorry. No, two years ago now, 2019. Uh, keep forgetting we're in 2021. So I still think we're in March 2020. But... Great to see it. <laughs> Great to see it. And I'm happy that Nintendo is is breaking away from their, you know, slowly but surely breaking away from their old school tactics. Now just give us a fucking direct. Moving on. 
<laughs> you give him Mother 3. Uh, that, oh, th- that's it. I'll take – if you said, Greg, do you want Mother 3 this year or zero directs for a second straight year, I would take Mother 3. That's how badly I want that game. Just in English. That's all I want. <laughs> Sam, let's end the show with your CGC spotlight. All right. Let's end it with a bang. <clears throat> I'm still going down my Batman run. So right now we're on my Batman number eight. Came out December, January of 1941-42. It's a Joker appearance. It's the first appearance of Professor Radium, and it's the Infinity cover. So I, I think this is one of the most, one of the coolest Batman covers ever. Check it out on our IG. And we podcast and we know things. We always post a picture of the book. This is an 8-0 off-white white pages. Bill Finger story. Bob Kane, Jerry Robinson, and George Russo's art. Fred Ray and Jerry Robinson cover. Absolutely, I, I still can't believe I even got this book in this grade. To own a book that came out in 1941-42 to get it. That's in pretty eight, surreal. That's pretty to, surreal. To have it in an 8-0 is. It, 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 there, okay, there's only eight graded higher in the world. That's it. There's eight. So there's only a total of 132 blue labels on the census, meaning that there's no resto, nothing on it like that. The highest graded, like Detective Comics 27, is a 9.2. There's two of them on the census. There's 190, 585s, 480s, and 475s. So just to give you news, like just to see this book, this is the highest I've ever seen this book. I've never seen, I never seen a 9.2, the 9.0, the 8.5. This is the highest I've ever seen it. It popped up. I jumped on it, and and I just actually happened to see that a recent 8.0 sold for almost ten thousand dollars. And I promise you, I paid less than half of that. So I definitely made out well in this book. I feel golden age Batman books have so much more room to go because there's so few of them left. Just if, if they are left, they're, they're 1.0s, they're 1.5s, or pieces of tape on them. Um, I know there, I see there's one cover on um, in, um, eBay right now where uh, the cover, it's kind of Batman smiling. And someone colored in like Batman's tooth, like he's got like a black tooth or something like that. So it's like it just goes to show like how many colors actually got damaged or, you know, it, like it, just to see it not brittle pages. It, it just unheard of. So this story is actually a darker story. So when kind of people say, you know, oh, Batman never killed or, or blah, blah, blah. here's the synopsis for the strange case of Professor Radium. Professor Henry Ross develops a radium serum for reviving the dead and tested on dogs. The serum works, but nobody believes him. To prove his point, he kills himself, leaving instructions for his assistant to use the formula on him. It works, but he becomes radioactive and accidentally kills his assistant just by touching him, and then the same accident happens again with his fiance. Ross tries to cure himself with repeated doses of of volatile stolen from local hospitals and devices. He devises a heavy lead-lined protective suit and goes insane and kills some people on purpose before Batman and Robin intervene. The dynamic duo have coated themselves in thin layers of transparent rubber to protect themselves from the radiation, and at the end of their fight at the shipyard, Professor Radium is kicked by Batman over the side of the ship and falls to his apparent death in the river below. That is the story of Batman in 1941-42. So it's way different than the Batman we know now when people kind of, you know, back in like old detective, I think it was Detective Comics 30, maybe 34, 35, 36. There's one, he's got a gun holster. 
So back in the day, Batman was different than what it is now. So, you know, sometimes before you kind of judge, you got to you got to know the material first. But again, one of my favorite Batman covers, Batman 8 with that Infinity cover. Shout outs to real quick before we end your nephew, Nico, who posted a really funny Bill Burr Mandalorian picture that I took and put on our Insta story. And thanks to everybody who's already DM'd us saying how good of a, and funny that picture was. We got multiple DMs. Uh, saying that that was a great photo so just shout out to our ig community at we podcast we know things shout out to sam's cgc spotlight i thought that that book in an 8-0 might have been a couple million bucks but you know hey hey did to see go for 10 grand in what i think it was november or december last year yeah. <laughs> that's beautiful for me still kind of surreal that you own a book that's uh 60 years old that's almost 80 years <laughs> no it is it's i think it's 80 years old now right as you say it's 40 we're, we're, we're almost coming you've got to think you know 1939 that'll be 100 it's years over 80 years it's almost it's over it's over 80 year old 80 yeah. years old the only thing I have on the, in my life, the only thing i have in my life that's over 80 years old is my grandpa so hey hey dude hey it's be fortunate man i i'm i don't have any grandparents left so yeah it's just it god god damn that's an awesome CGC spotlight. And this was a great episode. A lot of fun, complete with timestamps for the hundredth time. Thank you to Zencaster for having us tonight. And we appreciate that. This looks to be our new platform moving forward. Unless Hell yeah. once we're done, unless once we're done here, it's a motherfucker to get it. Oh, off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Next episode, you'll find out if it's good. <laughs> if this episode doesn't post, you'll find out if it's good. <laughs> Simple as that. All right. Thanks everybody for hanging out. We appreciate you as always leave a review on iTunes, Castbox, wherever you get the audible goodness. Uh, go ahead and follow us on our socials at the Nintendo app Samuel Matoro. That's on Twitter and on Instagram at we podcast. And we know things we'll see you next week for episode 100. What is it? 20? 120. No, 200. Episode 220. Enjoy your mono, my friends. (laughs) Episode.